Hello and welcome to episode number 31 of the At You Two podcast, where we talk all things U2 and At You Two. Uh, things like album news, tour dates, community discussions, and other such things. I need to update our intro thing, I think. From the staff of At You Two, I am Chris, and I'm joined once again by Matt. Welcome back to the show, Matt, after a hiatus last week. Yeah, ago. thank you, Chris. It's good to be here. Uh, just a little warning that there are storms rolling through Tri-Cities, Washington Uh-oh. tonight. So if I get cut off, Uh-oh. That's that is good. why. If you yeah. don't hear back from me in an hour, send help. <laughs> so we, <laughs> I can cut you off if I don't like what you're saying and nobody will be yeah. the wiser. And just blame it on the weather. Yeah, <laughs> Blame it on the rain. Uh, Jill. Jill is here. Welcome back. Hello. Jill. Live from New York. <laughs> 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 Why haven't you used that before? <laughs> That's perfect. We need to record an episode on Saturday night, and then she can do it for real. The uh, Jill's is going to jo- uh, dis- impart a great story a little later on in the show here. Well, very soon, but uh, she's got her paper bag ready in case she starts hyperventilating. <laughs> and here to guide us along this discussion as well is Tasula. Welcome back, Tasula. Thank you. I would say something cheesy like sleepless in Seattle, but I couldn't stomach it. <laughs> It's not that late in Seattle, so <laughs> it would be silly for me to say I'm sleepless. Right. <laughs> well, hopefully this podcast doesn't put you to sleep, I guess. That's the, the main goal. Good point. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, – I'm. we're all excited, I think, right, and, and curious, and we'll have questions for Jill. So um, the, the I don't know where we want to start, but I saw Jill's tweets of her and Bono and <laughs> like a photo – and I didn't actually even think anything of it. I was like, oh, she's just retweeting, you know, an old picture. Like, remember that time I met Bono? Yeah, same with me. I, I was, was just like, like oh. Throwback Thursday or yeah. something. Oh, my like, God. Good for you, Jill. That's great. I'm, I'm happy that you saw him once. But then I saw other people's replies of like, what happened? And uh, so anyways, that's my intro to the fact that Jill had a little incident with one Bono. So, Jill, why don't you uh, pick us up on on that fateful day? Yeah, a little incident. <laughs> <laughs> just a little. Um so um, last Friday, Bono was in New York. Um, he was in New York. Um, he did the Central Park bike ride um, right. for Red. I think that was Wednesday or Thursday. So he was in New York and he had the event on Friday for the We Are Family Foundation. And I remember back in February when we had posted about it on the site and I sort of like bookmarked it. Cause I was like, Oh, I'll probably like actually go to this. So I like February, I requested the day off just <laughs> to like do just to like have it set in stone. Like, okay, like I'm going to have the day off, like regardless whether I get a ticket or not. So I, I'm really notorious for doing like last minute things. So Monday I was like, all right, I'm going to finally buy my ticket for this event. And they put me on a wait list cause there weren't any tickets available. So on Thursday, they emailed me to tell me that it was um, sold out. So I was like, all right, well, I was like, I can't go to the event. So I'll just still go to the venue. I'll see if I can catch him. Like, I, you know, it's like, I didn't know, like, what was going to happen. I didn't know if he'd even, like, come to rehearse, if he would just, you know, get there when the event started. Like, I had, like, no idea. But I figured I was like, let me just, I have the day off. I'm going to take the chance. Like, let's just, you know, see what happens. So... I, um, I'm, I've been to a bunch of shows at Hammerstein, so I knew where the door was. There's actually two, um, like stage doors. There's only just like the one kind of main one. And it was good that, um, when I got there, there were about maybe like 10 or 12 people already there behind like a, like one sort of barricade. So that was kind of good. Cause I wasn't going to, I wasn't like 
by myself and had to, you know, like have people like walk past me and be like, what are you waiting for? So there were like people there already, which is great. So, um, I was behind a girl, so I had like a kind of a good spot and, um, I had asked, there was a girl in front of me with a friend. I think she was from Montreal and they had, she had a ticket for the event and I had asked her, I said what time she had gotten there. She said she got there. I think it was 1230. So I got there at like 1:30. So it was, you know, good that the crowd hadn't grown that much. I feel like if it was all of you two, it would have been like when they were at the garden, like just people like lined up everywhere. So because it was just Bono and I don't think a lot of people still kind of knew about him being at the event. That was kind of good that it sort of made not like a, a ton of people be there at the moment. And it's like, I totally would have got there at like, you know, 12, but there was an SVU marathon on. So <laughs> there, the end of the episode, like I'm telling you, my whole weekend was like Bono, three days of SVU marathons. And then like, they have that on Netflix, you know, I think, don't they? You can... I don't have a Netflix account. I'm okay. the only person in America yeah, without but... Netflix. Okay. So, um, so I could have gotten there like <laughs> at like 12 and been on the actual barricade, but it was, it was cool. No big deal. So, um, so we're just kind of like hanging around, like waiting and his assistant, I don't know how many assistants he has. I don't know if there's like a main one or if there's like PS2, but one of them went in because one of the girls, one of the girls who was waiting, like knew who she was. So they were like, oh, he's probably like on the way. And then the door had opened, the stage door had opened and like one of the security guards had come out and he was like having a cigarette, but you could hear them rehearsing um, Pride. And you heard someone singing. So we were like, like, we couldn't tell if it was Bono or like a stand in. So we were like, oh, like, what if he came in through 34th Street? But there's like no way he could have done that because 34th is like the main street. Like people would have seen him like go in. It's like 35th. There's not a lot of there's like nothing there. So like that's where like the stage door is. So it would have been easier for him to come through there. So we're like, oh, we don't know if like that's him, but it's probably like not. So we were just kind of like holding out that he didn't just kind of like sneak in. So we're just kind of like hanging around. And then another security guard had come out and there was like another barricade in the street to kind of like guide cars. So he removed that barricade from the street and then attached it to the one we were at. So we were able to all spread out. So that's when we were kind of like, okay, like he's going to come like, this is, like actually like really going to happen because now it was sort of like, it looked a little bit more kind of organized and like easier to access if his car had pulled up. So maybe like 10 minutes later, the, the SUV comes and it's like, this was like it. Like we were all like, this is his car. Like he's, he's going to like come out. So, um, someone got out from the passenger seat and then someone came out from like the driver's side and then, um, I guess kind of like scoping out like the area. And then it's like, you could see like in the SUV. So Bono was sitting behind the passenger seat texting. So part of me was hoping he was sending like edge a bit moji while he was meeting the Pope, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like, you like Bono. He's just like us just texting, like no big deal. Oh my gosh. Now I want to make bit mojis of all of them. So I know, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> oh my gosh. We have to. So those are okay. like my thoughts, like Bono's in the car and I'm like, you know, like and his phone's like blowing up while he's meeting the Pope, and it's like Bono sending him bitmojis. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so he gets out of the car, and you know, 
everybody starts cheering and clapping and he begins to, you know, like greet everybody starts all the way at the end. And I don't know if just because I, I mean, I've seen him in concert and, you know, I had seen him, I saw them when they were at like Letterman I was like really like chill. Like it was, I was excited, but it was fine. But he got out of this car and started, you know, talking to the fans and I just start like tears are like coming <laughs> and they're just coming down. And I'm like, like, what, I don't know what's going to happen if I talk to him. I, cause I knew I was going to talk to him. I just didn't know what I was going to say, but all I know, just tears are coming oh. and, and I'm just letting them fall. Like I'm, I'm just I'm, like Iris is on. Oh, it's like stage five Iris, like that level. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, territory here. So he's just like, you know, like signing, talk, and his hair, his hair looked great. It was like kind of like a dark, like a like a dark honey color. Like if that was the color for the tour instead of that like really, really blonde color, I would have been fine with it. But instead then, of banana you know, yellow? Yeah, the blonde was like what like that like bright blonde was too much. This was like perfect. Like his colorist got it right this time. What was, was he like, wearing? What was he, he was wearing all black. He had like a black denim jacket, black shirt, like his normal outfit. His like, yeah, like the the one the that huge. he has like eighty five of. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the same like jacket, you know? Because yeah. like when I saw the photos of him at the event, I was like, I'm pretty sure he just didn't change. Probably not. Yeah. Um. So he's you know talking to people, signing, and the lady who was from Montreal who um who had said she got there at like twelve thirty, she painted a photo of Iris to okay. give to him. And I, it was beautiful because, like, when I had approached her and I was like, I was like, is that Irish? She was like, yeah. And I was like, did you paint that? And she was like, yeah. And it was like gorgeous. And I was like, I can't draw anything. This, like, photo of like his mother. And I was like, oh my God, she's going to give like him this picture that she painted. I thought it was, it was amazing. You're just going to cry on him. Oh, I know. I'm like, I don't want to cry on your painting, lady. You know, I felt like I was going to feel so bad. It's not a watercolor, ma'am. Yeah. And then there were like, there was like, some like not like paparazzi type but kind of like uh, it's i don't want uh i guess they weren't they were like they weren't from tmz but they were you know like obviously they are for just like autographs the one guy had like a small camera attached to his hat to like and was like videoing the whole thing so i'm like uh i couldn't be bothered because i was you know too busy like drowning in like my tears in the front so i'm um, like so he's like getting closer and then you know just talking does it and then he turns and i thought he was going to talk to the lady from montreal because she was right next to me but he sees me and he goes oh come here and he like gives me a hug and i'm like done done." (laughs) and it's it's not even just letting the tears fall this is like heaving it's the ugly cry it's the ugly cry yeah it was like oh like oprah ugly cry like like (laughs) picture of you on your birthday at the concert oh my god like (laughs) my favorite picture ever yeah (laughs) i'm like crying you look like like you've been hit by a truck (laughs) 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 so crying into bono's jacket and i guess this would have been a good point because i was like in his like the crook of like his neck i could have smelled him but i just didn't right that's the so i don't were sniffling. Smelled, like i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh, you two calm sherry's uh question what do rock stars smell like she, um we, she still doesn't know so we said it's a mystery <clears throat> yeah still don't know it smells um, like tears 
So oh, when did you start point. telling him your life story? Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I get the hug and I was like, oh, I was like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like this emotional. And it's probably like how I said it too. Um, oh, I said, I was like, I'm just really happy to get the chance to talk to you. And, um, I told him like this week, this actual week, a year ago, I was like, I was in the hospital and I said, I was really sick. and you guys, your music helped me overcome the, the the disease that I have and getting through like being in the hospital and not knowing if I was going to get better or not. And I like, I'm so thankful to not only have you during a difficult time in my life, but to have you in my life in, in general. And I said, I'm just really grateful that you guys just exist for me. And he goes, I'm really happy to hear that. And he asked me if I was okay. And I said, yes, I was like, I'm doing fine. I was like, I'm doing fine health-wise. I'm like, I'm not doing fine right now. But, um, and I had, um, I remember back in like 2007 when they did, I think it was 2007, they did the remaster of the Joshua Tree. So they had like the special like edition. So I remember my dad had got me like the deluxe. So it came with, um, it came with like the, like this book and then a bunch of these really cool, like, um, these really cool photos from the, the album era. And they're on this like really nice, like textured kind of paper. So I had took the one of Bono that was in front of the Joshua tree. And I had told, I, I had it out for him. And I said, I was like, my dad's birthday was Thursday. And I was like, he goes with me to see you guys. And, you know, I was like, if you could sign this for him, like, I would just love it. So he wrote Bono, the number four and Joe, cause Joe is my dad's name. So he signed that for my dad. And then he had, and I had the envelope, the Joshua tree envelope that it came in. And I was like, you don't have to sign this, but he was just starting to sign it anyway. And that was when <laughs> I posted on my Twitter of his face and he wrote oh. Bono 16. So he signed that for me. Then I, I asked him for a photo and he said, yes, he said, yeah. But then he started just to, he did he just walked away and started signing more. Cause like a bunch of other people had gathered, I guess they were like, Oh my God, there's Bono. Or if the paparazzi guys were tipping off, their homies and we're like hey like bottoms here like come over because like i turned around and there was a copy of october like right near my ear like a vinyl <laughs> so i turned around and i was like oh my god this like giant record like in my face so he was like signing and i'm still crying because i'm like i can't believe like what is happening like he is here he's in front of me and he had taken a photo i think with maybe like two or three people and then he was kind of like moving away. And I said, oh, Bono, can I just please get my photo? And he said, yes, of course. And that's when he came in near me. We touched foreheads. I took the photo <laughs> without blinking, without shaking. And then he went in and then like, I like collapsed. Like I was, and then I just started crying. Like just, <laughs> all the tears, that I, all the other, like the rest of the tears, I didn't want to cry in front of him while we were talking. Like all of these tears finally came out. Because, like, it was all, like, full circle. And, like, these, like, late, like, these people who I only met, like, an hour ago, like, minutes ago, were just, like, it's, like, I'm so happy for you, like, hugging me. And it's, like, I've never met, like, these people before. And they were all just so sweet and, like, so nice. And we just kind of, like, stood around. And, you know, and it's, like, he could have just signed for a few people and, like, walked in. But he signed for, like, every single person there that was there. It must have been 20 or 25 people who had, like, actually gathered. Aww. so he signed for everybody he did like the couple photos and then like went in but he was really chatty he was just really like personable and just like 
He was like, wonderful. And I walked along like Ninth Avenue. Like I didn't know where I was going. I was like, I don't know what to do now. I was like, like, like just crying my eyes out, just like (laughs) hysterical. So I went into Penn Station. I just, and I sat down on the floor and I was like, okay, like, let me, like, let me just make sure I did not actually blink in the photo. And I looked at the photo and I was like, oh my God, like, I can't, like, this is like real life. This is actually like, this is like a selfie with Bono. Like, I can't believe it. So, and that was when I was able to just like put it on like Twitter and everything. So I, I, I didn't like believe it. Like, I didn't know what to think. I'm like Bono, like Bono. And then it was so weird. I was like, there's the title like, oh, of the show. <laughs> <laughs> in my mind I kept calling him the leader of the free world but I'm like no that's Obama <laughs> I don't like I don't know why I kept saying that in my mind but I'm like no it's just like it's just Bono but I'm like it's still Bono so and it, oh my gosh I just couldn't I, I I I was like speechless I'm like speechless and crying and then I said I was like I need to do something with the rest of my day I didn't know what to do I just kind of kept walking around the city and aimlessly wandering aimlessly walking in a I was, fog i know i was like i was like i should go maybe to starbucks and i would pass starbucks and be like nah not really i just kept like walking like oh, i just didn't wow. know like what to do but and then i guess um because i said because i was thinking to myself like all right well if he doesn't you know if he doesn't sign or anything if he just kind of goes in and doesn't have time to stop i was like maybe i'll just kind of catch him after the event but then like i guess a friend of mine said that um I guess he was watching a stream of it or something, but he said, I guess at the end of the event, when he was performing, he just kind of was, he like kept singing. And I, and I guess Karen can maybe like verify it. Cause she was there. He was singing and then just walked out the exit and then like left. And that was kind of like, it. <laughs> he exited you know, stage left literally. Yeah. Like during like the, the tour when, you know, he would be singing along like the catwalk and then he would just walk along there and like the show would be over, like when they would do it like that. So I was like, wow, I was like, I, like, I got him beforehand. So I was just like, I was glad I took the chance. I was glad it, you know, worked out because I just, oh, I just, I don't know. I was just happy it worked. I was just happy, like, even though I stayed in my apartment to watch the SVU ending, I still got there. (laughs) I got there and I got Jill, I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. Have you washed your forehead since then? (laughs) I have. I have actually. But I I remember what it feels like. I I bet. And I feel like anybody whose forehead touches mine, I'm like, it's not going to be like Bono. That's going to be the first thing I do when I see you next time. <laughs> it's going to be like a, like a conehead meeting. Or yeah, something. anybody who meets Jill, you know, on future tour, whatever, concert dates and stuff needs to replicate this photo. <laughs> except put themselves in Bono's shoes so they can touch the forehead, the part of Jill's forehead that Bono touched. And, and it was funny because like, I, um, I made it my my Facebook photo. like Andrew's you know, like, Twitter finally. photo. Andrew, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my friend was like, she was like, you know, she's like, you pretty much don't ever have to change your profile photo ever again. I said, the, right. I said, it's true. And I said, the only way I would change it is if it was a photo of me and Bono and Michael Fassbender. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Fassbender, the X-Men premiere is 
in it's May twenty fourth in New York, so I have to figure out if I'm gonna. She's go. coming for you, Michael. Because <laughs> <laughs> I see him, I have to ask him if he knows Bono because I didn't get to ask Bono if he knew Michael, and that was my whole thing last I, year. You told me that. You told me I that. I know. Got to you too. You would ask him if they knew Michael Fassbender. Because they're both from and, Killarney, so I was right? like, I'm gonna ask him. That's like a common thread, and I just didn't do it. I was too busy, like heaving sobs into Bono's shoulder to like you, ask you didn't him. even remember Kalini at that moment you were like I I, you're in it Chris you have lost all control of this podcast. <laughs> it's all good Jill has signed up for new social networks just so she <laughs> she's like Tumblr <laughs> when I was going through like my mentions and everything um Michelle had tweeted me and she was like you know like she was she crying. Was excited. Too. She was excited yeah. too, and everything. And I think I mentioned to her. I said, "I was like, Bono met the real life crying emoji that day." <laughs> <laughs> That's what your nickname is. You're crying emoji from the now. Crying on. emoji. And like I'm telling, like, it was noticeable enough. I mean, like a small crowd of like twenty to twenty five people to notice a girl just hysterical crying. I mean. Like oh. when Bono came over to give me a hug, people were like, "Oh, you know," and I was just like crying. Crying. It's different when it's like, you know, like when they were waiting outside the arena, like at the garden when I was there, like waiting, and it was you know hundreds of people. It's like you wouldn't have like really kind of noticed because there were so many. But there's the small crowd at a barricade, and I'm like pouring my heart out to him, and <laughs> he's just like so he's like so nice and just you know he's like happy to hear everything and just you know he's he's such a nice guy. I'm like anybody. I know. And that's why I get so like defensive of, of him. I'm like, don't shade Bono. Don't do it. Don't do it in front of me. Vid took that picture of you. But do you know if anyone took video? Vid, I mean, she was the only one who took that video. I don't think anybody else took anything. Because you, so, look, you look remotely composed in her picture. Yeah, because I'm like wiping like tears like, away. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like watching the video and... I could see myself wiping, like wiping away my tears and like him talking to me. But like if somebody had got it from the front, like oh, you see like been the a, damage. Could have been a- <laughs> oh, like- That's awesome. <laughs> so we'll put a link, the link is in the chat room for those who are listening live, and then we'll put a link to the picture so you can see it in the in the show notes, just so you can see see uh, Jill. You look like Tosu said. You, I wouldn't have guessed that you'd been crying buckets into his shoulder. Oh man, That's- telling you. <laughs> Part of me just wanted to, I had like, when I had captioned the photo, like on Facebook, it was, it was like a little, like, like a little blur, but like part of me, I just wanted to caption it. Hashtag foreheads. (laughs) (laughs) So how has your life changed since meeting Bono? Is this like my life post meeting Bono? Yeah. She Um, got Hamilton tickets. I got Hamilton tickets. Oh, wow. Which nobody gets. Good luck. Right. (laughs) I mean, I waited in line for like it's like kissing the Blarney hours. Stone. Yeah, I was gonna say Bono's forehead is the new Blarney Stone, except it is treasures. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I'm there, we've got to find something. What were we gonna? We we did find something to do. We're gonna go see some recreated rooftop or something, right? Oh, for the was it for Psycho, right? That's right. They're re- yeah, they're, they're yeah, recreating yeah. The, they're recreating Norman Bates's house at the Met, so we're gonna go do that. Yeah. Welcome to things to do in New York. This is, uh, episode number one. <laughs> and like, I was, I was shocked that like he, he wasn't even at Hamilton. He was having dinner with. He wasn't even at Hamilton. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, he, he was at Hamilton. I would have like beelined. I would have like wrapped in his face. Like I would have done it. 
All like, right. J.J. Abrams was there last night, and I'm just like, eh. I'm like, if Bonner was there, I'm like, yeah, different. <laughs> Someday, Jill, you need to post your ranking of celebrity. I know um, right. Fastbender's up at the top, obviously, just judging by your tweets. Bono's number two, I'm guessing. George is no, two. Bono's special. Okay. Bono, Bono holds, like, because Bono's not, like, a celebrity crush for me. Here we go. Like, Michael Fassbender <laughs> is, like, <laughs> Save it for the Bill show. <laughs> this is going to be a two-part podcast. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> See, for folks who don't know at home, the, it was just a little miscellaneous item. One line just said, Jill's story of meeting Bono, and then the rest of the show notes. But uh, now this is the first half of the show. <laughs> but that was the story. That's... I know. That was... we're, we're teasing. that was it all right so yeah that's awesome and very exciting to hear obviously and uh hopefully there'll be future meetings of bono and your forehead and fastbender and your forehead yeah i mean oh i mean if the stars would be aligned if bono and michael were like in the same sort of like room (laughs) so i'm hoping eventually Okay, we're going to move on to the inbox segment of the podcast and where folks who've sent in tweets, uh, virtual email, <laughs> virtual mail, I mean, um, <laughs> using the hashtag AskAtU2 on Twitter, you can send in your comments or questions or suggestions for the show, like um, more Jill, less Chris, whatever. Um, <laughs> we won't take it personally. <laughs> We've all got our paper bags handy just in case we're needing to breathe uh but anyways at bruna Caffey asked it's sad or it's mentioned it's sad that the times of physical singles are over i love the b-sides of the acton baby pop era what are your thoughts and i have to agree um they they've still done sort of singles occasionally but yeah definitely not fing- physical singles and uh like i've mentioned before on the show acton era was when i got into u2 and i devoured all the singles and b-sides and extras and just like wow, this is awesome! Every if every release comes like this with a band with this band, this is great. Where you get so much music, extra music and stuff. So, um, anybody else have thoughts on B sides and singles and the state of the music industry at large? <laughs> <laughs> Chris, when did you when you got into them in the nineties? Did you go back and buy the singles from the Joshua Tree days? A little bit, but not as much. For some reason, I don't know. It felt like there was a, a purpose. Uh, purpose to the collection of all of them with the act tongue. I don't know why exactly the artwork and stuff kind of all kind of seemed like a big puzzle to get together in a sense. And so I wasn't quite as keen on the B sides and singles from the earlier stuff, but again, maybe that's just because of being more into like act tongue baby, the album at the time and sort of seeing the other stuff and took, took me a while to get into the older stuff, I guess. Right. So, yeah, why you would you have you have you collected all of them from the beginning ever? All time? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I, no, I was just gonna say. I mean, I agree with with Bruner Caffey just you know about loving the you know physical releases and all the B sides. But for me, the I mean, the B sides from the Joshua Tree were, you know, I you could make a great U two album with those B sides, as far as I'm concerned. And so, and like the B sides from Octung Baby and Pop, there were you know I wasn't so much into the remixes and all that sort of thing. Um, so if I had to pick, I would say that I love the B-sides from the 80s more than I love the B-sides from the 90s. But I do agree that those days were good times. <laughs> How about you, Tula? Were you uh, 
do you go that far down the tree collecting and listening? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was a big collector. So I mean, I still, I, I have everything. I have every single, I think in the world <laughs> from, <laughs> from you too. I mean, CD wise, not going so far back, but yeah. Yeah. When, when they started making the CD ones, I did. And Jill, how about you? Did you, you're, you're a more recent YouTuber fan. Yeah. But- I actually started with, the albums more than like the actual sort of singles i think because i kind of wanted like these like the cds like of the albums because i remember like when like growing up like middle school and like early high school going to like going to the mall and buying cd singles of all these artists but i think like with you too i think i wanted like all of the material so i would just buy the full albums and kind of go through their catalog in that sort of way right Cool. Um, we'll keep moving at Ivan Nobi asks, where are you two recording their album? New York city, Hanover key. And who is producing? I, I, I don't know. They haven't returned my calls. I don't know. What do, what do we know? Somebody, somebody in the know. Jill, have no? you been out any doorways? <laughs> in New York city? Jill, I haven't. Jill, I mean, did you ask Bono about this? Yeah. Did you ask? I'm too busy crying. All about you. All about you. <laughs> you're a staff member at at you too jill you know yeah and she's on the news department at at you too sorry <laughs> well you know if i had won the bike riding thing i would have you know asked some questions over that would have been dangerous about it but yeah. you know i have i have no idea i mean if, if they if there's a recording studio in harlem i work in harlem that'd be kind of cool I'll drop off cookies for them but i have no idea <laughs> all right there you go i guess that's Matt, do we have any sort of rumors or clues or tips or? No, I, you know, I nothing at all. I, I mean, it's yeah, it's a great question. I, I because I, I mean, I, I feel like they might be sort of back to scratch just based on what Edge said what two months or so ago. So I don't even know if they are recording anything. I mean, obviously with all the stuff that Bono's been doing lately and. And Larry, uh, but they were all kind of almost all of them spotted in New York. Like Adam was in, like Larry Bono and Adam were in New York. Yeah, recently, right? As per Instagram or something, right? As and, and while Edge was off with the Pope, yeah, and right. so there was, so there was, there was, yeah, Edge was a little <laughs> busy with the Pope, and so there was, you know, some kind of thought, like you know, maybe they're back at uh, Electric Lady Studios, but I, you know, we have no evidence of that. Yeah. We'll just have to see. Unfortunately, they don't have the uh, U2 studio cam like on, uh, what was that? Popmart? Pop- Popmart, yeah. Oh, Pop did. Yeah. Um, all right. At Zahara Desert, who I think she happens to be listening live, uh, or she was anyways, do you think that when U2 eventually tour outside of USA and Europe, that they will continue to play arenas rather than big stadiums? It seems like a reoccurring question on the show where people want to know, maybe it's because they're planning <laughs> ticket prices or money or budget or where they might plan to travel, I guess, if you're outside. But uh, do you, what do we think about stadiums versus arenas on the next tour that comes? I'm just very anti-stadium. <laughs> Me too. I mean, our opinion is that, you know, we want them to go to arenas, but do I think they're going to keep doing arenas? No. I think when they go to, to Europe or Asia, they're, they'll be in stadiums. I think, and I, like I, if, the folks, I think Fernanda from our staff who is down in South America, I mean, she has said and others have said that there's just not as many arenas, yeah. you know, that that they could 
you know, that they could play. So I think that's why they tend to do stadiums. And also just, you know, when you, I mean, South America, especially the demand there is so off the charts. So it's, you know, a lot easier to do stadiums. Yeah. And just the economics of, of one stop or two, maybe overnights or whatever, instead of right. a bunch of stadium stops. So, yeah. um, and in the, ch- yeah, in the, in the chat room, Fabiano just said that in South America, it's just stadiums. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case someone from you two happens to be listening, um, Saskatchewan is actually, they're building a new stadium this year. Uh, oh. So there'll be a new stadium, you know, if you two wants to come. <laughs> They've never stopped in my province across Canada, but Aww. maybe someday. Anyways, it's for football, but maybe it could be for you two as well. All right, moving on to the round table. Uh, just some recent news stuff that uh, I'm guessing Matt threw in here. We've, we mentioned already Edge was at, you know, visiting the Pope as he does. Bono was at the We Are Family Foundation event. Any are there any comments on on this, the news and, and the travels of the U two crew? Did you did you guys all see the video of of Edge at the Sistine Chapel? I was just like oh, listening yeah. to, listening to that. I'm thinking, man, oh man, like not that I want amazing, not that I want like U two to not exist or not like be active, but I, I he's he's such an amazing voice, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, man, oh man, could, like I would buy a solo album from his in a heartbeat. I just love to hear him sing. So I don't know. That's that was the, that's the reason I put that on the rundown, just so I could just marvel at his singing. Because you know, I don't know. Maybe the Sistine Chapel would make us all sound good. Like maybe it's like this blessed. <laughs> yeah, space, it's right? a pretty all tiny room. <laughs> I mean, but I've been there before. It's tiny and it's hot. Is so. it really? Oh my gosh, there's no ventilation, there's no air conditioning. It's and I was there like in August, you know. So, yeah, it, it's oh kudos to him for pulling that off with yeah, a crowd, just, no less. I with just, a cap just, on too. With a yeah. cap on. It's so <laughs> right? hot in there. <laughs> I love that he wore that he wore the cap to meet the pope. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, he's the best. <laughs> I wonder how he chose ordinary love, though, don't you? I mean, didn't yeah. did anyone else pause and go, huh? Because I did. I thought there's there's more logical choices, but I, I wonder not if, not if I'm complaining. I just thought it was kind of an odd choice. Well, it's the most recent acoustic song, I guess. I mean, that's what they wow. they didn't they do the, like they they he Every and they did. Every breaking wave could be acoustic. Yeah, you know, I guess you could do any of them, but you know, maybe that's just one that he was most most comfortable with. Oh my yeah. gosh! Speaking of acoustic, they're bringing MTV Unplugged back. When do we start lobbying for that? Because <laughs> you know they never did one, obviously. Yeah. Right. So I didn't even hear the news that they were doing that. Interesting. Yeah, they're bringing it. I think they got like ratings when Prince passed away, and they were like, "Wait, wait, wait! Maybe we should have music here again." <laughs> music may be the key to getting ratings so yeah idea. yeah and yeah that? but it's like they'll give it to like justin bieber before they give it to you too oh you know? bite your tongue but i'm, I'm just saying she's right she's totally gonna, right <laughs> she, she is but what's he gonna sing i mean baby 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 <laughs> it's gonna be ridiculous <laughs> that was great that sounded like you were in the Sistine chapel <laughs> so stupid oh god help us no it's gonna be t-swift and you know like i i totally get it but i mean but no they can put gaga in there they can i mean there's quality musicians that are of this era that they can throw in there but i really would like them to revisit you two obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> which it would be interesting because they at the time when uh the unplugged stuff was big it was kind of like 
you two was in their rock phase. That was yeah. rocking, you know, like they were not going to do it then. And I yeah. wouldn't have expected them to, but it did piss me off back then. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, Matt, do you want to cover some of this stuff? I, I'm not sure what's, what we're leading into here, but you, you two year away tweeted about some kind of official announcement coming soon. Yeah, they sent out a tweet, I think, um, yesterday, Tuesday, or maybe it was earlier today on Wednesday, just saying that uh, from what they're hearing, which I would assume is from like record label offices down in their area or over in their area, depending upon where you are, or up in their area, depending on where you are, um, that, there's, that there's some kind of official announcement coming very soon. And I think we're just kind of all assuming that it's related to a... Uh, Paris DVD, which, you know, like what, like two weeks or so ago, didn't some record store, some online, you know, music shop, like have a listing for the Paris DVD or something like that. So I think that's what, uh, what we're, um, what we're assuming that it was or right. will be. Yeah. But, I hope yeah, it so, is. Yeah, for sure. I, I do too. Cause I don't have my. I don't have oh, because you lost your DVR recording. That's right. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I need. Oh that. my god, that's terrible. first world problems. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Hashtag one percent. <laughs> you can come over and watch mine. I still have it on my Directv Genie. Did somebody <laughs> tape SVU over top of it, or what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> Joe came to visit, and all hell broke yeah. loose. <laughs> Joe, don't know. Oh shoot. But no, he had drama okay. with his one DVR and it overloaded or something. What? And you couldn't get it, but you couldn't recover it. Is that yeah, what happened? We, yeah, we yeah we had a we our DVR was like is you know our Directv DVR was like six or seven years old and it started dying on us and so we had to order a new one. But you all the stuff that's recorded on that, there's no way to. Yep, trans- that's happened no to, to me before. <gasps> Tragedy. I know, right? <laughs> It's like, can't you just keep it in a back room and pull it out when you need it? Yeah. But what's the point if it doesn't work anymore? <laughs> well, if it doesn't work at all, then I guess that's a good point. Collector's edition DVR. There's a, there's a job to invent for some tech brains, like, you know, <laughs> the surgery, the resuscitation. I'm sure there's dark matter on the web somewhere that tells you <gasps> how to do that kind of stuff. Oh, well, Matt would have researched that, I would think. <laughs> yeah, Matt did. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. He exhausted every <laughs> Yes, he did. Allegedly. We we don't know anything official about ah, that. I did, I, did, I did not do anything illegal. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of not doing anything illegal, which is nothing, not, not any sort of segue that makes sense, but <laughs> keep us moving. Uh, the survey, we've released sections G, H, and I. The full thing is done. Okay. I was going to say, we're not going all the way to Z, are we? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see why in 2018. But. <laughs> That's right. Stay tuned. So tours, almost done, and current events are the last three sections of the survey stuff. So I don't know, Matt, do you want to, you've spent the most time invested in this, uh, I'm sure, and staring at you these think? numbers and, <laughs> and stuff. Um, and even you can go, I know you weren't on that last episode, if there's stuff from the previous couple sections that you wanted to mention or whatever, but um, yeah, anything stick out to you from the last, last couple sections? Oh, I was, I was, I mean, I was curious when I was, when we were doing the survey, I was curious to see like where the I and E tour would rank, like on what's your favorite tour. Cause you know, whenever we got together as a group in, you know, New York or Vancouver or wherever I was, we, you know, we were, that was like one of our common topics that we were all talking about. Like, wow, you know, where does this rank? Is this better than, 
you know, Zoo TV? Is it better than, you know, Joshua Tree, Elevation, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. And I think the final result was that it was like the second, yeah, Zoo TV was still ranked the number one tour, yeah. but its experience was number two overall, which is, you know, I don't know, pretty amazing, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, for for a fan site, and like we've talked about before, like, you know, you would think that a lot of older fans, people who've been around for a while, fans of U2 for a while anyways, would be connected with the fan site, like at U2.com, and so then some of the older tours would probably rise to the top, but yeah, it still is, um, well, Zoo TV, obviously, but then Innocence and Experience is the second one, and then U2 360 is third, so... Yeah, and it is, and uh, you know, it is most. I mean, like seventy-five percent of the people that took the survey say they were, they became a fan, you know, prior to the Pop Mart tour. Yeah. So this is, I mean, it is. It's it's a lot of you know, veteran. And I, by the way, on this question about what's your favorite U two tour, three people voted for the October tour. I want to meet those three people. <laughs> <laughs> they're just contrarians. They're probably full of it. They're they're, they're they are the diehard October tour fans, right? There. <laughs> It was probably Bono, Edge, and Adam that right. put that in there. Wouldn't that be funny if they took the qu- if they did the survey? I mean, we don't know that they didn't, right? That's Maybe that's what Bono was texting Edge about in the car. That's probably what it was. Bag. He was like, "Did you vote down Volcano?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because somebody's rigging the results. <laughs> I don't know if you if you listened to the last episode, Kenny and Aaron uh, slash Ivan. Um, we're harping pretty hard on the old old tours and the old days of U2. So I could see, I could see one of them maybe through a vote to October, just a, a pity vote maybe. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, Matt, anything else from the... Um, Sorry. I don't know. Like, should, do you want to get into, like, the, you know, one of the things that always, that, you know, each time we've done this, um, you know, is when we talk about, like, how many concerts people see, and, you know, there's the debate on, you know, should they play, should you two play for their, you know, set lists for their diehard fans or, you know, should they play a set list knowing, you know, on the assumption that most people in the arena are only going to see them once or twice on a tour. Um, and so, like, every time we do this survey, it just, you know, proves the fact that most people don't see you two more than a couple times on a tour, if that. And so it's... Um, you know, you have, you know, people have been fans since, you know, pre Pop Mart, and yet, you know, 75 or 74% of people say they've seen you two in their life less than 15 times. So that's five tours that they've been a fan for, but they've seen you two less than 15 times. So, like, most people are only going to, you know, one, two, or three shows per tour. And so it makes sense. I think that, you know, I think you two is smart to, you know, play a set list that has a lot of the hits and not play all the, you know, all the, esoteric songs that, you know, us diehards that, you know, happen to see them, you know, five or six times or more on a tour, you know, we'd love to hear, but not, that's not what the whole audience wants to hear. So, yeah, it's kind of like along the lines of the one question of, um, if you two decide it's time to drop one of their live war songs and they ask you for a suggestion, what song would you suggest they drop? So, uh, Jill Tasula, Matt, what did you guys say? Do you remember? Are you going to fess up? And Oh, I know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I knew what I said too. I would drop one. Oh, really? Absolutely. I'm so tired of having to sing it for him. (laughs) (laughs) But if they sang it, would you? Is the problem that we have to sing it or that? I 
still don't. I that's one of the very very few songs that I actually prefer the the studio version of. Interesting. I've oh. never really enjoyed that live. Maybe it's just because he gets so ranty and usually goes off on a tangent, and I I tire of that uh, and the length of it. But what? it's just not that for me. It's not that exciting. It's not that. I don't think it it showcases his voice very well when he does sing it. So yeah. And when they use it as like an encore, it was just sort of like, oh god, I'm like, I'm leaving the show on this kind Enough. of a note, right? Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Interesting. How about you, Joe? Or was one? Yeah. Your... Was that yours too? Jill? No, I said Pride. Well, see, I like Pride. Yeah, that's mine too. Pride was, I think, was I really? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like I, it's like they can drop it, and it's like I wouldn't miss it. But that's you know, if they sing it during the concert, I'm like singing along. I'm not too thrilled about it, but it's. <laughs> There's other songs that they can. I still get the little tingles for that one. When I hear the first few notes, I still get the tingles. Yeah. Jill, you're not ugly crying on that one. No. No. Okay. No. But I love the unforgettable fire too. that whole album. So that, you know, maybe that's part of it. How about you, Matt? Did you have, are you, I, I, I think I I think I voted for Pride in past surveys, but I, I thought it was so rejuvenated on this tour last year that I didn't. Rejuvenated? It, it really? Is that a word? Rejuvenated? No, no I'm, I'm just... I, I was reacting to the word. I was reacting to the implication. I, I just... I, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was any different. Oh, really? no. I thought I thought it had... I thought they, they performed it with way more energy on the okay. last tour. And, and, I, and I do, you know... I, I enjoy, like, I, 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 I like to look at the audience, you know, during Pride yeah. and Sunday, Bloody Sunday. I agree with that. Everybody, I mean, you know, again, because it it's... Out of their it's, chair. Yeah, exactly. Like, every, you know, most of the 99% of the people that are there, that's what they want to hear. And so, you know, they got, you know, they just go nuts. I think I voted for Elevation this time um, on this yeah. tour just because I've, you know... The, it's run that, its that, for you. Yeah, for for me it has. I mean, it, it just you go to a lot of football games though. They play at every football game, so it you sounds it it sounds the same. You know, they've played yeah. it on every tour, and it sounds the same every tour. And so I'm just like, oh, I could do without that one. But and the pogoing is starting to hurt the hips. I'm getting too old for right. the football game. I think <laughs> I think really that's what I have to admit to. Right, <laughs> my feet can't take it. I'm curious about, and you guys can pick out other questions too. But I'm curious what you guys would have would say or did say on the question of uh any of the so there's four questions or three no four questions i guess if bono edge adam or larry leaves do the, oh, do the other three oh, stop. <laughs> continue <laughs> and then the final question of if any member of u2 does leave and the other three find a replacement and put out another album would you buy it? And i think i mean you'd you'd buy it right everybody yeah buy it. you're not gonna totally yeah i'd probably buy it with a frown right unless it was joe like if it was Somehow, Michael unless Fassbender. they replaced him with like Paul McCartney or something. I mean, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I what about I the voted, if one of I think the I voted no? I, I mean, I think I voted no on all those questions. Though I don't, I wouldn't want them to continue as you two. If any one I of them, agree. I yeah, agree. that's what I said oh, too. I wouldn't want them to. But if they spited us and did it, and, and but then I thought of other scenarios where like they're not like you know broken up, but Edge and Adam go or Edge and Bono go do their thing again. Larry and Adam go do the thing. I mean, I bought the Mission Impossible thing. I bought that. You know, I have no problem with them doing stuff separately. But didn't it look weird? Didn't it look weird last December or two December's ago 
whenever it was that thing in in Times Square. When, oh yeah, when when when, when Bruce, Bruce them, right? yeah. got up and sang yes. it, and Chris Martin. I agree. It just was so weird to see somebody else. Hospital. weird to see somebody else singing yeah. with them, and I think it would look equally weird to have somebody else drumming with them or sure. somebody else playing bass. So yeah, just, oh, yeah, I don't like the thought of that. I agree. It's change the subject. Change the subject. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Chris. Way to bring it down. Hey, I'm not the one who put it in the survey and made us all answer it and think about it. Brought sound. it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. Um, I, I think. Oh, the other, the one I was getting just curious what folks had said, what you guys think of. And we've talked about this on the podcast lots, but it was just, when do you think U2's next album will, will be released? And Majority said this year, 20, in 2016, 60%, 2017 is 40% almost, or 30, 34%, sorry. And then 5% are the real pessimists saying 2018 or later. So <laughs> there wasn't an option for never, I guess. That's good. We weren't <laughs> being that pessimistic. that late. But I, I was more optimistic before I saw them gallivanting around refugee camps and, you know, religious <laughs> landmarks, et cetera. There's one gallivant around refugee camps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You know, <laughs> I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. He, he may. I don't know. He he brings light and light and joy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, along the lines of what Matt had, had mentioned, uh, just you know, how many times YouTube fans go to YouTube concerts and stuff like that, and a question we've often gotten asked at through the site and through the podcast itself, and probably each of us. Well, I sorry. I haven't gotten asked this, but I'll be the one asking the questions, I guess, on behalf of the fans. Asking. But the the idea that some fans get to more, go to more concerts than others and the fair slash unfairness of it. And and also there's been, you know, issues or whatever brought up of like seeing the same fans getting brought up on stage and all that kind of stuff that we kind of hash over a bit every every so often. And uh, and so I don't know where to begin exactly on this. I don't know, Tasula, you'd mentioned maybe just having co- some comments to start with or whatever on that idea. And um, yeah. Yeah. So I actually get that question quite a lot um, through the email, through the contact form on at you too. And sometimes in snarky social media posts and, and other places, you know, how do you, or how are you complaining about, you know, the performance of one show when if it's one of six, why are you complaining about anything, you know, et cetera. And I get that. I totally get that. Cause it's a privilege to see them. It's a privilege to see them once, let alone the amount of times that we've gotten to see them over the years and, and these past few shows. But of course, there are circumstances that allow me to that are not normal. So I do not make a ton of money. Uh, the money I do make, I do set aside. I have a U2 fund. I think I'm not the only fan who has that. There is a savings account that's just dedicated to U2. So that's part of it. But I also have a job, a day job, that has me traveling almost 80% of the time. So I am I'm in the air more than I am on the ground, I like to say. And that affords me several frequent flyer miles, which my employer generously lets me keep. So I don't have to pay for plane tickets. I seldom have to pay for a plane. I can't remember the last time I paid for a plane ticket to go see a YouTube concert. Same thing with hotels. Well, when I'm going on all those trips for work, I'm staying in hotels. And when I'm staying in a certain set of chains, I'm earning points. So I'm earning rooms earning, you know, nights in rooms that affords me to go out on my own when I have a vacation or a U2 concert or whatever to stay in those rooms without paying. So there's my big reveal. 
I am not made of money, um, <laughs> but I do have to pay for my food. I do have to pay for my ground transportation. I do have to pay for the concert tickets. So I do save money like a good little girl for years and years to be able to just go nuts when they finally do. And let's be real. It's every four or five years that they're going. Now, if they toured every year, I wouldn't get to go as often because I don't have that much vacation time. But uh, but yes, personally for me, that's that's how I'm able to do all of that. Yes. <laughs> <Sorry. Yeah. laughs> okay. I was waiting. I was like, <laughs> there's just like silence and like bitter anger. <laughs> I know like people are just spitting nails. But <laughs> no, I- <laughs> a lot of people have similar situations where they, they have a, you know, a friend or a relative that's a flight attendant. Like years yeah. ago, I lived with a flight attendant. So that's how I got places. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you work stuff out when it's meant to be, when the universe wants you there, you get there. Yeah, I think for folk, like, I mean, it's a fair question to ask, I guess, if you're curious sure. how someone is getting to all these concerts and it's like, don't you have a day job or whatever? And like, well, yes. And you know, in your case, that is part of your day job is that you're traveling or whatever. Right. And like, um, everybody makes choices, obviously, in terms of what they do in life and whether that affords you the ability to do that. And there's obviously circumstances like it's, it's one of those things I think where I get the feeling of watching someone else and being a little bit jealous that they're getting to go to a bunch of shows, but by the same sure. token, I chose to whatever, buy a house that has this mortgage and yeah, this I don't and own like, a home. <laughs> I have yeah. a very modest car, you know, there are things I've sacrificed. I probably could own a home if I didn't follow you two around the world for 20 years. <laughs> But yeah, we should do the calculations. That would be interesting. I don't even want, like, <laughs> it makes me kind of ill to think about it, to yeah. be honest. But there's also other considerations, like the vacation time thing has come at me too. Like, even people understand, okay, you've got the frequent flyer miles, I get that, blah, blah. But how do you get that time off? Well, I've been in the workforce for 20 years, you know, so I've, I've built up a bit of, of, of a few weeks and I'm choosing concerts that are usually on weekends, which a lot of my friends are also choosing. And I'm choosing places where I have family or where I have friends. So I'm not even always staying in hotels. I'm staying with my sister or I'm yeah. staying with a, an at you tour or, you know, I mean, everybody does those things, right? Yeah. We share when we have to, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. So go ahead with, the rest of you ex- justifying yourself. <laughs> justify. <laughs> you can't just me. I'll just let, maybe I don't know if Jill or whoever wants to go next, but in the chat room, Sarah was saying, just mentioned that we had, she said we had to go to the other side of the world to see the IE tour because we organized a holiday around it. We also save and it's important to us. If not, I would still be waiting to see them this year. She's in New Zealand, Australia, which is kind of the same as South America. Not, not often that they come to play there. So, um, the, yeah, and it's the that's the same thing. Like where it's you know it's a choice that you make. I I hope people know that I joke about it on the show as just a running gag. I'm not like really at the end of each episode hitting stop and then crying because I didn't get to go see you too. Like I made the choice to you know I'm sitting next to a three thousand dollar computer that could have very easily been a U2 show if I wanted to go to and then some obviously right. hopefully. Well, and if <laughs> but, it makes anybody feel better, I often choose the wrong show. You know, I, I chose the wrong Chicago show. I chose the New York show that didn't have Jimmy Fallon at it. I chose, you know, like I have never heard Volcano live. I've never heard Two Hearts Beat as one live. You know, You're not missing anything I mean, on Volcano. Oh, stop uh. it. Fight your thumb. But I'm just saying, it's not all, even though it's fantastic, it's not always right. There are nights yeah. when I sit and cry too. <laughs> yeah, Jill or many, not any, many nights. any justification while Tasula goes and cries. 
I don't know. I think I, I Jill, I don't know if you want to, do you have anything to add to what I think what Tasula said is pretty similar to what I would say, but I don't know. Jill, do you um, have anything? Yeah. I mean, it's, I definitely, I really understand where she's coming from. Cause I know her whole like travel schedule where I'm like, Tasula's away again. So <laughs> she, cause she really is. She's like flying all the time. And that's like, and that's like a huge thing to be able to, you know, go see you too and see them in different places. And it was, Good for me when they did the eight shows in New York, um, yeah. because the, you know, like the days that they ended up playing, I mean, my birthday was that week. So one show was actually a gift. Like right. my dad bought me my tickets. And then same thing with what Sasula said. It's like, you know, I have a job where I'm able to accommodate like my schedule towards it. I mean, I'm usually out at work by like four so I'm able to, you know, head to the arena at a decent time or I'm able to, you know, take like a few days off to kind of, you know, like if I wanted to line up early, it's like I could do that. But I also I live in New York City by myself. I have an apartment. I I have rent. It's a real life adult thing to deal with. But I think because for me, they're very important and seeing them is a huge part of my life. And I will make other sacrifices in my life to see them. Like I have friends who are asking me if I want to go see, Oh, do you want to go see so-and-so? And I'm like, no, I have a YouTube tour to deal with. It's I'll right. put aside other concerts to see them. Cause if I've seen another artist, like once before, if there's a YouTube tour, I'll kind of choose you two over some other artist. And, right. um, yeah. And can I feasibly afford to see them? Not really, but because, I, they're a big part of my life. I'll do what I can to see them. And it's like when they played the eight shows, if I had gone to three out of the eight, I'd still be like, I'd be miserable. I'd be like, I could have done all eight. <laughs> like, I did all eight. It was great. I wanted to do all eight and I'm like super thrilled that I, I got to do it. And it's like, I live in New York and I got to see them play those whole shows in New York. And I was going to do what I could to, I didn't buy my ticket for the final show until like two days before. Like I waited really till the last minute. It's like I, I knew I was that. going. I just it was touch I and go. Yeah, yeah. I like it's like to be in the arena. It's like I didn't care where I was. You just had to be in the building. And I don't, I don't get the question of, oh, how many times, like, have you seen them, or like, how do you get to see them so many times? I always get, why do you see them so many times? And if you're asking me <laughs> yeah. that, yeah, you need that's to just true. step off, like. <laughs> Back it up. Back that up. Just don't. Because you clearly don't know me. You clearly don't get it. So, yeah, that's my whole thing. But, yeah, like, if I knew they're touring, I'm automatically thinking, all right, well, I will just eat cereal for a month. It's like you just figure out ways to kind of make sure you're able to do it. And And you brought up. Oh, no, go ahead. No, you brought up a good point. Because I was just, somebody just asked me the other day, because. I'm taking my mom to the Billy Joel concert for Mother's Day. And he's going to be here in a couple of weeks. And somebody said, oh, I, I thought one of my relatively new colleagues said, I thought you only went to U2 concerts. <laughs> right. And I was like, well, they're not touring right now. So I'm allowed yeah. to go to Joel and Adele and Duran Duran while they're while they're off practicing. Yeah, that's what's stuff. great. I, there's like an yeah. off period where you're like, oh, I can see other people. It's like, yeah, it's nice. I'm, I'm grateful that Tears for Fears is coming through while they're on hiatus. <laughs> I can relive my 80s glamour, but yeah. Tears for Fears is touring? I'm seeing. They this are. Is, 
that I saw Elton John in February, then I'm seeing Billy this month, Tears for Fears next month, then Michelle and I, former at YouTuber, are going to Duran Duran, Sting, Peter, Gabriel, and Adele in the same weekend. Whoa. Yes. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. You're so lucky. You get to see all the I know. <laughs> How do you do that? Oh, no, wait. <laughs> I will forward you the Hilton points I'm using <laughs> at night in Chicago. Let me tell you. Fabiano in the chat room said, uh, last time in Brazil, he slept two days in front of the stadium to be in the Inner Circle and 360 Tour. In Dublin, 360 Tour, he arrived in the morning of the day and was in the Inner Circle. And yeah, and that's like, there is, there's something to the effect of the the idea that, you know, you you just make it happen if you want to make it happen, just like Jill meeting Bono or whatever. Um, not everybody gets the opportunity to go on tour. Not everybody has a life that allows them to go to different places in the world to see them. And just like not everybody gets to drive a Ferrari and not everybody gets to <laughs> eat wherever, you know, that's a bit of it is part of life. And as much as we all feel like, I think, um, I know we get often get emails through the at U2 contact page from fans who think we have a connection to, to U2. And right. some of them, like there was one this week I, that's really heart wrenching and you're like, I wish we could do something, but we're not yeah. U2. And so, yeah. you know. And, and you just get the sense that people are like, no, but you don't understand. I'm Pono's biggest fan or I'm U2's biggest fan. Like they <laughs> yeah, should. Like I don't like entitled U2 fans. Yeah. Right. And like, I, like, I get that. It's, it, there's, you feel like very personally, you feel very connected to them. You feel like you know them, um, and that they know you and all that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's a hard sort of emotional thing to let go of, but, um, but yeah, it's, there's, once you have been to a show, if you've never been to a show, obviously try and do your best to get to one. But when you have been to a show and you get to meet some of the the actual the fans that are there, um, that are part of the YouTube community, YouTube fan community, it's a great opportunity and a great, um, just a, a great experience to be a part of. And they are very welcoming. Like I mentioned in the previous episode of a YouTube fan helping sneak my wife and I into the inner circle and on the vertical mm -hmm. tour and stuff and, you know, things like that, that they go above and beyond, especially when they know it's your, your only stop on the tour or whatever, that kind of thing too is something I've found anyways, YouTube fans to be super generous about. Um, so anyways, that's enough of my little rant. I'm still sad that I don't get to go to more YouTube shows. But, <laughs> <laughs> so the, the uh, GoFundMe page will be going yeah. up after. <laughs> Visit my Patreon to support me as I reward level of getting to see me go to a YouTube show. But <laughs> anyways, I think we've uh, touched on that. If, if you have comments about that, feel free to send them in. Ask at you too. And the hashtag on ask at you too. We'll, we're more than happy to talk about it. It's not like anything's we're hiding behind anything. There's no secret like YouTube funds us to go see shows wow. or any sort of connection like that. So, uh, other than Matt, obviously gets paid tremendously. <laughs> <by YouTube>. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh shoot. Now I'm fired. <clears throat> right. Anyways, what's, uh, what's coming up, Matt, before we wrap up anything in the future? So here? yeah, I'll just, I'll just mention this real quick. Um, just cause I, you know, people like to, uh, be able to plan things in advance. We are kind of, uh, very, very early days of talking about putting on some kind of event or possibly more than one event in September to celebrate U2's 40th anniversary. Uh, and it'll likely be not, we're not sure, like we don't have dates, locations, anything. I mean, like, liter literally, we yeah, it's going to be in Saskatoon <laughs> <laughs> at Chris's house. <laughs> but like literally, so like literally just this week started talking about. But anyway, if, if, if I were a planning person, I might leave that weekend of September 23, 24, 25 
free if you're in the mood for some sort of event or events. That's kind of what we're thinking about. But like I said, it's real early days. But um, as soon as we have some sort of idea of what we're doing, we'll let everyone know. And like, Side note, Adele is in New York that weekend. I'm not. I'm going to the 21st. I'll be available, but she's going to be in New York that weekend. <laughs> oh, in case she snap. To, in case she wants to, you know. There went our numbers. Party. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's going to be there already, so, yeah. <laughs> Don't I wish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Jill, Tasula, and Matt for coming on to this episode, especially Jill for sharing her Bono story. <laughs> if, uh, thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> And uh, that's, that's another one of those segments we keep meaning to have, uh, Matt, is I was going to call you Bono, <laughs> Matt, you know, interviewing people who've met the band in some other capacity, but uh, topic for another show. You can find uh, the podcast if you want to listen to this episode or previous episodes at goodstuff.fm slash ATU2 slash the number, in this case, slash 31. We are on Twitter at ATU2 and facebook.com slash ATU2.com where you can find us on there. Special thanks to Simon Peta at Simon Peta on Twitter for writing the theme music that your outro music that you're going to hear shortly or already hearing, I guess, depending on how I edit this part. And uh, I feel like I'm forgetting something again, Matt, but uh, if not, I think we'll see you folks next time in a couple of weeks. We're still on the biweekly schedule for recording the show. If you want to listen live, goodstuff.fm slash live is where you can listen live on usually Wednesday nights, sometimes Thursday afternoons. Watch the Twitter account for details. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye.